You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Richie Suave Flores, and this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave on the Hockey Podcast Network. Sporty Nation, welcome back in, Sporty Nation, as Corey always says. It's Richie here with a very special edition of the show this uh, today because Corey and I are both, well, we're both unavailable to do a whole show. So, on this Monday edition of Sporty with Corey, we have a special best of Corey on her way back from Flagstaff after her skiing extravaganza. I'm sure we'll get the full report coming up on the next show. And then I spent Sunday, all day Sunday, at Innings Festival, seeing Weezer, one of my favorite bands, the Struts, played as well. So we got a very special best of for you today on the show. And a couple of things we talked about in the last couple of weeks that we'll play for you again, including our thoughts on the future of Rick Tockett. That's what we talked about first, then coming up later uh, in this special episode, we also talked about our thoughts on David Ayers and the awesome, awesome stories surrounding the Carolina Hurricanes. So without further ado... Here is some of our best of Sporty with Corey and Richie. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The poll question is, and it got a lot of run on the Twitter feed today, um, I asked a very simple question, which is, should Rick Tockett return as head coach next season? And the Sporting Nation are very, very avid about this. Um, here are some, before I get to the results, here are some responses. Tockett, I think, yes, but assistant coaches need to be looked at with how critical special teams are and how many times the power play costs the Coyotes points this season. Only if he does some introspection and gives a credible reason why next year will be better, what he thinks his mistakes were and how he will learn from them. Without that, it's just wishful thinking and we'd be better off with someone new. Somebody says, yes, give him an extension. Uh, Coaches Jack says, does a bear shit in the woods? Uh, and the final one I want to read is from Richard, who says, this guy will get the job done. And it's a gif of Gerard Gallon, who was fired by the Vegas Golden Knights earlier this season. The poll results, however... And I was a little bit surprised by this, too, because um, uh, Coyote's Twitter overreacts all the damn time. As of the recording of this show, 63% say yes, he should return next season. 37% say no. And I think both of us agree that, yes, he should be back. In my opinion, we saw that Rick Tockett's system works. We saw it work for the first 45 games of this season. We saw it work pretty much the entirety of last season before they shit the bed in those last five, you know, ten games of the season. So, in my opinion, it's not Rick Tockett's fault. It's the players just not executing. It's Rick Tockett's system 
got them to 38 shots on goal against the Panthers. But Rick Tocken isn't the guy that's out there not scoring the goals. The guys out there not scoring the goals are your Clayton Kellers, your Nick Schmaltz, your Phil Kessels, your Christian Fishers, your Michael Grabners, who got both of them were got scratched. But that's the frustration here is that Rick Tocken's a great head coach. I think the players love him. Uh, I think he's he does a really good job with us in the media of being pretty open and honest with us. And and I, I just think it's you're looking more at the players here not executing than the head coach. I 100% agree. That's what – when it comes down to it, like I really liked the fact – and we keep coming back to it. We've already talked about it on the show, and you have already mentioned too that – the big thing that Tockett has said is that he needs all of his players to buy in. Like you said, he can only do so much. Like you can only coach so much. You have to get your players to produce and to do what you have been telling them and coaching them to do. If they don't do that, that is on them. That is not on you. And I think a lot of this team, it's a lot of issues that they're having with production for themselves and not necessarily the systems that Taka is running. He's been trying to change things up and trying to move things around to make um, the best solution that he can find. But in the end, you have to also have to look at the fact that each coach is different. Each coach has different systems, different ways that they look at the game. And it takes some time under a certain coach to fully buy in and to really understand the vision that that coach is giving you, the systems that that coach is giving you. And you have top players like Phil Kessel, who is in his first season with the Coyotes, first time, you know, playing with this team, with talking, all of these different elements, they, they all change things. And then you also have Taylor Hall, who came in part of the way through the season and is still learning all of these things as well. And, so you have players that are supposed to be top players that Taylor Hall is doing relatively decent. Phil Kessel's not. And and that's why you have to wonder if that's the fact that, you know, since he hasn't been here very long, if that's a problem with him understanding his his role under Tocket or Tocket Systems or whatever. Or when it comes but the problem is when it comes to players like Clayton Keller, who, you know, should be at this point understanding Tockett's systems and knowing the way, the role he's supposed to be playing and, you know, the way that Tockett coaches and he's still not producing. You have to think at some point these players have to be held accountable for their own actions and the way that they play. And so it it's this weird middle between... You don't want to get rid of him because you need them to be learning underneath him. The the f- more they get comfortable with him, the better they will play because they will be playing comfortably. And that's one of the things that I keep on talking about is that they just don't look confident out there. They don't look like they're 100% sure of what they're doing. And then you have the other side where you also have to think these players at some point have to be held accountable because in the NHL this season in particular, it just seems to be if this team isn't producing the way we want this team to producing, we're just going to fire you. And that's so rash and it screws so much with the chemistry of a team that I, I don't think it should be done unless it's absolutely necessary. 
Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad we both agree on this because I think both of us are of the thing. We're like, we're very patient, whereas a lot of fans are 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 not. You know, a lot of fans are are quick to pull the trigger because your coach didn't have a great season. And I, I made the point about this not too long ago where um, on the Freaks, I, I wrote a blog. I remember writing a blog about it, which is just like, just be patient with your head coaches. Like, you know, like it, it takes time to for them to get, you know, get the right guys in there, implement the system, and then get better. Because we have to remember that there are a lot of guys on this team that are are pretty – you know, are still young and still learning to win in this league and what it takes to play well down the stretch of a playoff race and not fold under the pressure uh, that comes with that. And granted, this team does have its fair share of veterans in the lineup too. You know, Phil Kessel, multiple Stanley Cups. Um, uh, Nicholas Jalmerson, multiple Stanley Cups, right? Derek Stepan's been around the block for, for quite some time, you know? And... Um, and so I think it's just just be patient, Coyotes fans. Be patient. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's the relationship is like anything else. You know, it grows together as as they grow. And I'm really glad that you pointed out the fact that you know there are some really young people on this team. And in that sense, your the coach is that like authority figure that is essentially helping these kids grow because they are not only going through much so much like in the game but through life as well and so being able to be there and grow with that coach is a big deal because it it creates a sense of um not reliance but um not comfortability but it's like a you know it's like a trust fall that they know that if they're screwing up and they're not doing what they need to be doing, that that coach knows exactly what to say or, or exactly what to do um, in order to get them back on pace. And that is a relationship that has to be kind of built. It's not something that can just be thrown together and it only comes with time and with that ability for the coach and players to be able to work together. So yeah, I don't think going into a rash situation is ever what you want to do and uh this has not been uh an amazing season for the coyotes but it hasn't been absolutely terrible either they have shown some really great light and if they can pull that light out of it and even though it may not be the strong run that everyone was looking for this particular season it can be carried into later seasons um so yeah i mean everyone just kind of needs to calm down and that is, I feel like, something I'm, we're saying a lot anymore when it comes to um, the NHL and everything else because of the fact that, um, you know, everyone is so quick to just either put on Twitter or whatever else what they're thinking. But, you know, they don't really always know the full story. None of us really ever do. And um, you can't really, unless you're in that locker room, say what is or isn't the right thing to be doing because you don't know that relationship. If you've been following us on social media, you know that Corey and I have received our terrific Southern Scholar socks from southernscholar.com. And uh, coming up in a minute, we're going to announce to you how you can win yourself a pair of, of those socks. 
And uh, if you didn't know about it, uh, they're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. They make some of the best dress socks in the world. They're crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns. I actually put my mine on when I went. I covered the Coyotes game on Tuesday, and and they were great. They uh, I feel so good. They are nice and soft, and they look really cool too. I got they gave us some like red and black ones, and as I said in my video the other day, like that's like that's so perfect for Coyotes. Uh, and that combination is terrific. And uh, I'm glad that we got got them in hand, and they are great. And remember, SouthernScholar.com, if you buy anything on the site, if you subscribe to their box, if you just want to buy a pair for yourself, like some of the ones we got, you can go take a look at that on our Instagram. By the way, I, 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 I made a nice little video, and you can go look and see what we got. And uh, I thank you to Southern Scholar for sending those to us. Uh, go on the SouthernScholar.com, enter the code THPN, like the Hockey Podcast Network, and they're going to give you five bucks off of your order. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. How about the Toronto Maple Leafs getting beat by an emergency backup goalie? (laughs) So... Let me, I, I got to tell you guys the background kind of on the series of events that happened, which, which made things so crazy to me um, in this whole process. So I'm watching the game normal as ever. And then um, Kat calls me to, um, to ask if I can help Richie um, take care of uh, her kid today, which Bless you, Richie, for uh, chasing her. And then as soon as she calls me, Connor Garland scores a goal. An ice cream goal, probably as loud as I humanly can in her ear. And then after that, Clayton Keller scores a goal. And she goes, oh my gosh, I've been on the phone with you for like two minutes and 45 seconds. And (laughs) there's already two goals scored. And so she was absolutely baffled. And then tweeted out a tweet saying basically that me and her could never get off the phone because, um, you know, everyone saw how terrible the Blues game was. And then to come into this game and see two goals, one of them being by Clayton Keller, who we all know has been doing not the greatest up until last night's game. Um, After those two goals, she was like, we need every bit of luck we can. We can't get off the phone now. Well, when she tweeted that out... Then people started telling her, oh, no, 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 you're missing something even bigger, that there's an emergency backup goalie playing. And then it started to slowly unravel. And I'm not kidding you. I genuinely felt like I was in a strange dream. Because as I was reading all of the stuff about um, that game and seeing his smorgasbord of pads and helmets and... Uh, jersey and all sorts of other crap that he was wearing that was like that literally looked like a um mr potato head you know where you just like "Mm, yeah i'm just gonna put a foot in the eye socket and i'm gonna it literally was 
like they just created this man. And then um, having the coyotes do as well as they were doing, I, I genuinely thought at one point that I was in some like dream sequence and I didn't like it wasn't that long ago, maybe a week or two ago that I watched Inception. I was starting <laughs> to think that I was being incepted. Yeah, it was pretty, it's such a, it was like a weird confluence of events all happening at the same time. But in case you don't know, and you know it by now, obviously, let me walk you through the story of David Ayers. So, both of the Carolina Hurricanes goalies got hurt in the first half of the game on the road in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. And so, they needed a goaltender, and the emergency backup goaltender in the city of Toronto this night was this guy, David Ayers, who is 42 years old. <laughs> he normally drives the Zamboni for the Toronto Marlies, who is the AHL affiliate of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So essentially what that means is that Toronto Maple Leafs, the owners of the Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs Sports Entertainment, MLSE, if you're cool, that's what we call them. They were <laughs> David Ayers is an employee of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he beat the Maple Leafs for the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday. He stopped eight out of the ten shots he faced in about twenty-eight plus minutes of the game that he played. Hurricanes won six to three. The Hurricanes have capitalized on this. Obviously, this incredible, incredible story. They're actually selling jersey T-shirts of David Ayers. You can go find them online now. Uh, and the cool thing about this is that, yes, David Ayers is going to receive royalties from the sales of these jerseys that you can find on the Hurricanes website, but a portion of those proceeds will go to a kidney foundation. And get this, David Ayers underwent a kidney transplant back in 2004. So, and here's it. by the way, David Ayers has not played a professional hockey game since like 2000 and s 2014, I think. And he played in like a really, really low-level minor league. He's currently playing beer league in Toronto. And now he has a National Hockey League win. And he beat one of the best offenses in the entire NHL. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, <laughs> Mitch Marner, uh, Willie Nylander. They, none of them were able to get enough shots on goal to beat David Ayers, and David Ayers got the win. It's just, it just an incredible, incredible story. And I was talking to Kat about this last night, and she, apparently a lot of goalies around the league were pissed because of this, and they were like, oh, what, what is this, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, get a hold of yourself. This is a fun story, right? Like, even if – here's my question for you. If and I, I had this – Kat asked me this earlier today too – which is, if this happened to the Coyotes, and say the Coyotes lost to an emergency backup that was a Zamboni driver for the Coyotes, like, would you be pissed about it? I say no, because it's a great fucking story, right? It's one of the coolest stories I've seen in a long time. And this is a story like this, is which, which is why we love sports. Because of stories like this, because of the underdog story. Yeah, so that's here's the thing with that. There, even their head coach went into the locker room after the game and had given a whole speech saying that 
all of this, when it's all said and done, the thing that you are going to remember the most is not the wins, not the losses, but the things that are memory-inspiring moments, that are memories that everyone is going to enjoy. So, you know, he he went and he thanked everyone in the room for um, creating um, this memory for him, um, the team for creating the memory for heirs and then heirs for creating memory for the rest of the team and he went through and he like pointed each one of them out and thanked them because of the fact that this is not something that um happens ever and i mean like as you know even we here in arizona do remember when um when it's the same sort of thing kind of happened, but it was, um, he was at home uh, bathing his kids and then was called uh, Gila River Arena. Um, so it, it does happen in those type of senses where they're, you know, sitting on the bench a lot of times and they'll come in at the very end or something, but they don't really get a massive amount of, um, of like playing time like this. And then to be playing against the team that you work for technically um like even his wife was on twitter um literally losing her mind because she was saying how torn she was because she was he was obviously playing for the hurricanes when they are maple leafs fans so um it is literally one of the coolest stories to come out of this and you have to at some point get rid of the fact that this is a sport where you are supposed to win and you're supposed to lose and all of that and appreciate the amazing memories that it has created for everyone in that room and for everyone that was getting to enjoy this from afar because this is something that brings everyone together it's something also that has given the nhl you know, a massive amount of notice. Like you had said that it had made um, CNN's international news. So that is a big deal. If the this whole thing is about being, you know, we have to remember that these are people and not just players. And then you're trying to also grow the game. This is amazing on both ends of that. And it's an amazing piece that will be something that will be a part of hockey's history forever. So one game will not amount to what it has become and the good that it will continue to do when those proceeds are going to that foundation. Like I, I think it's very narrow minded to look at it in the aspect of just the one game for a team that has been playing well anyways, and has literally gotten multiple people just reaming into that team because of the talent they have. And they have, been looking at that team as being a very lazy team like they are a very talented team that doesn't put in enough effort so if you're going to complain about that team losing in the situation because of an employee that beat them this is very narrow-minded and and basically get your head out of your ass <laughs> exactly that's why I, I was shocked and apparently like brian boucher was one of the people criticizing it and it, ha- it has to do with, like, how the rules are are made, which is apparently they were pissed because this guy, 
you know, shouldn't even be a backup goaltender. They're basically saying there are other qualified people that you should have have should have gotten this opportunity instead of him. Like for example, I believe their equipment manager is a former the Hurricanes equipment manager is a former goaltender, but the rules state that he couldn't actually suit up for the team. Um so like, I think that's why people are pissed. It's kind of a weird rule because I think if I'm not mistaken, the rule now is that every NHL city essentially has a list of guys that are supposed to be available for any given game and they could participate for either team if in, in, in an emergency situation like this. And that's why people are angry. It's like, well, this guy is a beer league hockey player. What the frick is he doing in the NHL? Well, he won. He beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Get well, over and it. he, and it doesn't really matter in the end in the fact that like this team played well in front of him, which is something that we've been saying about the Coyotes for a very long time now. Is the fact that like a lot of times, if you are playing well in front of your goaltender, it's going to make the world of difference. And so, it, in the end, it's like this: this man will have this memory that he will bring with him for the rest of his life. It has changed this man's life, and. He just got to have one game. Yes, there may be other people that should have gotten it or whatever else, but, like, boo fucking who? Who really cares in the end, you know? Like, in the end, this is a heartfelt story. And when you had, what was it? Was it a week ago? I can't even figure out my timeline now. Where a player had full-blown passed out and had heart issues on the bench. So you have enough crap in the world that this is something good and sending some good energy into the world is never a bad thing. And having a good story come out of the NHL is never a bad thing either. If anything has, if this has proved anything, you know, life is short. And so you should be able to take these moments and take these really great experiences and really appreciate them rather than try and pick apart things that have already been you know there's no need to pick it apart just let it be enjoy it for what it is and move on 